Hey guys, what's up? Behind Relationship Goals is back. Yes, hello from Bones and Fofo headquarters. Yes, and this is lockdown day six. We've been thinking about really creating and doing more podcasts throughout the lockdown because this is what, day six out of 24 or 30? 30 days. 30 days. 30 30 days. But regardless, we're going to try to vary the topics that we talk about. So for this episode, what are we talking about? You know, it's been a couple months since we got married. And usually when people get married, the first thing that they do is they move in together, which was our case. But aside from me moving in with you, I also moved in with three of your brothers. Yeah. So when we got married, Bones moved in with me and three other men. Four other men, including <laughs> Roland. Four men in the house. Ah, five. What, four? One, two, three, four, five. So five. she is basically living with five different men at the moment. If you, if you put it into like a different kind of context, that kind of sounds like, what? Oh yeah, no, yeah. it sounds weird. It definitely sounds weird. Uh, the expectation is that as a couple, you have your honeymoon phase. It's just... You have um, time alone. It's just husband and wife. But in our case, it's a special case. It's a very different one. And I think it's something that's very intriguing, especially to those who are watching the podcast now. This is, I think, the first time that most of them are finding out that this is your living situation. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Uh, I know some friends that when they get married, they live with the parents of one side. Okay, yes, that's so true. So there's that, there's that factor. Oh, but yeah, so what are the different kinds? So what are the different ways that they do it? So I've heard of one way that after they get married, they sleep over in the parents' house. So it depends they on They stay with the parents. parents. And then for others... They're usually given, they're sometimes given a place to parang on loan yeah, while they're ganon. saving up for their own place. Mm-mm. What are the other ways that they May do iba that? Na they go off and live on their own, na, so separate from their both of their parents. Have you ever heard of a couple that after they got married, they stayed separate in separate houses first yes. until they got their own? Yes, I have a friend who they got married, but since her husband was working in a different city and she was studying... They had to live in different cities for a year. Oh, wow. For the first year of their marriage, they were living apart. And even when she was she got pregnant, they were still living apart. So How did she get pregnant if they were living apart? Sure, but they would see each other wow. from time to time. But for the first one and a half years of their marriage, they were apart. And when they first had a baby, dun palang talaga sila nagsama. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah, so there's a lot of different ways that people do it accustomed to kung ano yung mas kailangan nila or mas pwede sa kanila. Yeah, that's very interesting. And I think that our situation is also quite unique. Yeah. So let's get into it. So like we said, there are three extra men in Bones' life at the moment. And let's move on to the very first one. Mr. Kuya Nikki dies. <laughs> he's hearing us. He's like, he has earphones on right now. So he's like, what are you guys talking about? Why did I hear my name? We're talking about you, mister. Okay, but anyway, so this is the situation. The very first person who came into our house and started living with us was Nikki. And what's the story behind that? So the story behind that was, meansan, we gather our brothers and sisters to come over so that we can all hang out. And that was the case for Nikki and Mauro who came over. We just decided to discuss a couple of things that night, things that were good about us during that time, things that were bothering us also. 
And it just seemed that as we were all catching up with one another, uh, Nikki was living alone and he was having a difficult time living alone at the, uh, um, among other external factors going on in his life. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we decided as a family, as brothers, that, hey, you know what? I think it might be a better situation if you just live with us in the meantime. Yes. Like it's a place... It's a safe space where there are people who love you and care about you. You have family, so you have a, you have an immediate support system, and in that place, you can just deal with your issues slowly and with the people that care about you rather than dealing with it alone. So what was supposedly just a night out for some coffee, maybe a couple of drinks and some food, turned into a discussion into how Nikki was actually going to move into our place. And he moved in that very night. Yeah, we told him, Basta dito ka na muna tonight and then tomorrow we'll discuss everything. Okay, so that is male number one. And actually, you know what? I think there's a chance to do this. I would like to invite male number one who is shirtless at the moment. Pakita mo na abs mo, bro. Come here. This is Kuya Sneaky Daez. You can say hi. Sneaky Minaj. Hi. I'm short naman. Give uh, us a one-liner about yourself. There's still cookies in my mouth. <laughs> hi, I'm Nikki. There's still and cookies there you in go. <laughs> That's Nikki Daez. He has cookies in his mouth. Thanks, man. <laughs> okay. He was very conscious. He didn't want his fat to be shown. Okay, but at any rate, you know, I'm really enjoying this podcast because it's a sneak peek into our daily lives yeah and we have some guests i really like this podcast at the moment because it's a sneak peek into our daily lives and we have people to show actually so it's new it's something refreshing so i hope you enjoy it as we go through the list of my brothers who are living with us i'll pull them out and show them in cam all right so after nikki moved in with us of course we all got together again as usual and sandra found out that nikki was living with us and he actually Yes. So just to give you a background, Nikki is 34 years old and Sandro was born 1991. That makes him 20. That makes him 28 years old. And as we told him about the situation that Nikki moved in, Sandro was in a different point of his life. So Mm -hmm. Sandro was applying for different jobs and eventually he got one. And it was so close to where we were living. Yeah. And it just made sense. He was wondering and he put it out there, hey, maybe I can live with you guys. Yeah, because he wanted to reach a point where he could have enough savings and he would be able to save on traveling, yung pag-commute niya, because ang lapit nga natin dun sa office niya. He would also save on a lot of time because coming from QC to Pasig, that's a very long commute during rush hours. That's maybe like two, three hours out of your life. Mm-hmm. So he saves on time. He saves on money. And I told him, yeah, you know what? I, I don't see why we can't do that. We have a place that can accommodate Nikki and himself. Mm-hmm. So we said, yeah, let's go. So Sandro went on board and he is now part of the household. All right. And this is our other brother, Sandro. What's up? Chef Sandro. So he's the cook in the house. Katsudon master. And now last but not the very least, we have our next Housemate. We have Mr. Roro Daez. Si Mauro. <laughs> Mauro. <laughs> and he is a year older than Sandra, born 1990. So that Mauro makes him is my age. Oh, that makes him 29, yeah. Yeah. 29. Well, he magta 30 pa lang siya. Oh, yeah. So we're, our difference is months. But Bones is 30 years old already. Okay, you had to put the emphasis on that, yep. didn't you? Okay. 
<laughs> so what's the story behind Mauro? I would say Mauro's was a bit closer to Nikki's, where he was living alone. They had similar stories. Yeah, and, and we offered our house para at least my support system then siya. And if ever he was going through something or needed someone to talk to, he could just have it at the comfort of his own home. Yes, because he was going through. He he was going through his own challenges in his life. He works in Seabiscuit. He's the GM there. And uh, there's a lot of stress coming from different places of his life. And he said, and we decided that, hey, I think this kind of living situation will benefit you. Mm-hmm. It allows him to deal with all his concerns and issues in his life in a safer and more balanced manner. Yeah. So that's what we're doing. This is the third person to join the group in the condo. This is Roro, a.k.a. Mauro Daez. Don't call me Roro. <laughs> FYI, Mauro is Roro, Sandro is Dodo, and Nikki is Iki. Sneaky Nikki. Now we come to lockdown day six. All five of us are living together yes. along with Sel, Sel and Meng. Meng, Roland, Soba, and Salem. <laughs> and it's been quite the circus. Yeah, it has been pretty crazy i would say i i would say like it's a bit up and down but not too it's not low definitely not low no but it's definitely unexpected like there's a lot of things that we've been learning and that's something that we want to share with you guys today so what are the adjustments that we had to make with so, so think about it this way megan gets married megan and i get married we live together soon after we have three other brothers coming in all at pretty much the same time mm-hmm. so that is huge adjustments all over the yeah. board. Yeah, because we have to get used to each other and then we have to get used to other people around us and vice versa. Okay, so we're going to share what our adjustments were. What was the first adjustment off the top of your head? Where were they going to sleep? Shemper, when you have new people coming in, your living arrangement changes. You have to adjust to the people around you. One, the stuff that they have. Two, ilan basila. So I think that was like the first adjust- adjustment that we made. And what was our solution? Well, since we have three bedrooms in this house, we decided to give them the biggest room because they and they have a lot more stuff. So we decided we'd give them the master bedroom. We live in a three-bedroom condo. There's a master bedroom and, th- and then there are two other smaller rooms. But Megan and I, we don't really require much and we don't have a lot of stuff. So it just made sense that we get into a smaller room yeah. and we give up the master's bedroom for my other three brothers. Now, this is actually an issue for some people. So I have some relatives who would say, why would you do that? Why would you give up the master's bedroom? You own the condo, you're the head of the household. And there's a very, very good explanation why we did that and the reasoning behind it. And that is, I wanted my brothers to come in and I didn't want them to look at me and Megan being the head of the household. Even for Meng and Sel, I wanted everybody to feel like co-owners and co-heads of the household because that makes us all feel responsible. I also don't want there to be a hierarchy just because... Of the size of the rooms. Yeah. I find that really That's weird. That's so dumb, I honestly. mean, in a practical sense, the biggest room goes to the biggest group of people. And there are three. Yeah. Meng and Seller two. You and I are two. So we get the smaller rooms. Yeah. It just practically makes sense. And if you're going to put more meaning and more labels and hierarchy into the size of the rooms... It adds tension. It adds more tension. It adds more stress. And it just... It fi- I find it unnecessary. Yeah. And I find that there are obstacles to communicating and living a happy life, I'd say. I think, I think it's been working out so far for all of us. We don't have any 
we don't have any bed frames. I think that's something that people also find pretty weird na lahat ng mattress natin sa floor. Like, I, I would get comments na parang, oh, ang humble mo naman. Bakit wala kang bed frame? And then, in my head, I was like, um, I don't really need one. And I like it on the floor. I like it on the floor because it's, I don't know, like, I don't have a, like, I won't hit my foot on, like, some wood or something. Here's the funny thing. Of all the people who live here, the two people who actually have bed frames is Meng and Sel because they have a double-decker yeah. bed. Sila lang, my bed frame. But everyone else is, like, Japanese style on the floor. Yeah. It's just the mattress. Because for me, it's a space saver. Yeah. Like, rooms feel very cramped when you have bed frames. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, I like the vibe. I, I think like it's pretty vibe. cute too because if you look at the boys' room, they all have like their own mattresses on the floor. So, para tayo camping. No, exactly. No, I, I agree. It's like we're camping. And it might be an opportune time for us to make a home tour on the vlog since I'm not doing anything at the moment. Yeah, we're just at home. So, we might as well make the most out of our time. Now, we did have rules that we set once everybody moved in and i think rules are always important to have because one like you said my discipline everyone starts to have discipline and responsibility for the space and i thought that was important especially with very different personalities coming into the household before we get to the rules i think it's important to share the goal of why they're here i mean yes they all have their own life issues to work out we want to make life a bit easier for them and logistically this is a good place for them to be in we wanted to give my brothers a chance to save. And we're living together, there is strength in numbers. We are able to divide costs of electricity, yes. food. We're able to help each other out with, I guess, various kinds of work. Mm-hmm. Just because there are more people around. There are more hands on deck. So what we want to happen is we are more than the sum of our parts. Yeah. And because of that, that allows you supposedly, you know, in theory, to save up and to better prepare yourself for the future. So that's what we're all doing together as a family. Yeah. And I think we're also here to support each other in the sense that our main goal is always to come out a better person tomorrow than we were yesterday. And we're constantly improving on that. You and I both are always improving on that. And it's also something that Nikki, Sandro, and Mauro are also working at every day. And it's something that you actually can't, that's very difficult. It's actually something that's very difficult to do when you're living alone. Because you have nobody talking to you, conversing with you. Nobody calling you out. Nobody giving you feedback. And here at home, it's been Megan and I's habit to have meetings. Maybe weekly. Even before they moved in. Oh, yes, several times a month, even during the time that we weren't living together, we would have financial meetings Mm-mm. and be completely open about our finances, our goals, our fears, and not just financially, but just in terms of life. So if there are things we're going through. Emotionally. Emotionally. So I think that this is the time that me and my brothers, along with Megan, have been the most open as a group. Yeah. And I think that helps because you have sounding boards, you have different opinions, and slowly, it's not instant, but surely, you know, you process things and you try to get better. And it's pretty interesting because I'm learning new things about Mikael and his family every day. And one of the things that I learned about you guys when everyone else moved in is I didn't realize that you all didn't know a lot about each other growing up. Yes. Like you were somewhat close to one person and another person. We were close maybe in a physical sense that we would go hiking together, we would do activities Activities together, together. but maybe in terms of opening up to one another and communicating at a certain depth, 
maybe I don't think we had that. I think it's only now that us as brothers are talking more and mm-hmm. interacting more. Which is great, honestly. I think this is a great time for you guys to really get to know each other more. All right. So now we go back to the rules. The what rules. rules did we have for them? Okay. So or what rules do we have for them? So the rules that we enforced in the condo go for everyone here. Hindi lang naman para sa kanila yon. Para din naman sa to. And one of them was that you couldn't bring friends over to the condo. The reason why we did that is because we rarely have friends over in the condo. And the mere fact that we're pretty much at the limit of how many people this condo can accommodate, we just didn't want people coming in and out. We wanted them to focus on themselves and focus on Mm -hmm. work. And if ever they need needed someone to relate to, they can relate to the other people who live with us here. Yeah, because may mga ibang places naman dito sa condo na you could hang out. I mean, you have like the the common areas when we could still use the common areas to bring friends over. Um, another rule that we had: limiting sleepovers. So mm-hmm. some of them have their significant others, and it's important for them to see each other. Maybe they go out, yeah. spend the night together, or uh, go abroad or travel, and that's okay. But I don't want them to use this place as a halfway house. I want them to make our condo a home. Yeah. And for it to be a home, you actually have to be here and stay here most of the time. (laughs) Yeah, it's not like, oh, I'll stay here when it's convenient. No, you have a responsibility to this house. And I go back to what I said where everyone here is a Mm co-owner. Because if you stay here as if you're a tenant, you'll treat it as if you are a tenant. Yeah. So I think that was a very important rule for us. And then the next one was, you mentioned this earlier, everyone has to save and everyone needs to be able to reach a goal. Yeah, because as Megan said, the goal here is basically to slowly become a better person every day in Mm -hmm. all aspects of your life. And we help each other out because since day one, I think that's a goal that Megan and I have had since we've gotten together. So we wanted to share that mindset to everyone here. And it's just a nice feeling when you're able to see progress as Mm -hmm. a group and individually and for people to be able to call you out and say, hey, good job, man. Yeah. And going back to the saving part, all of us have goals that we want to meet. All of us have things that we want to buy or things that we want to spend on or even things that we want to save up for because we know that it's going to be useful for our daily lives. And that's one of the reasons why we make it so important for them to save is so that when that time comes that they can purchase it, they won't have to make utang, hindi nila kailangan mag-scramble just in case an emergency happens. And there's always that safety net that they have because they worked hard in saving that money and not spending it on just blowing it off on something. I have another one. Um, One huge advantage of living with a big group of independent and motivated individuals Mm -hmm. is that you learn from one another. So everyone has their own experiences. And because we're sharing these experiences and talking more, like if I go through a problem and I share it with them, there's a higher chance that they'll be able to avoid that same problem in their own lives. So we learn from one another. Whereas if you lived alone, you would have to make a mistake first. Before, Before you, you realize. This yeah. way, you actually learn from each other and say, oh, you made that mistake. Maybe down the line, I'll be more conscious of it and not make a mistake. Yeah. Right? So I think I've seen that working already. We've been together for what, three months? Yeah. So that's a huge advantage, I would say. The next one was that they had to provide for their own food, like their own everyday food. 
Uh, they had to do their own laundry. Tamaba, and they had to clean up after themselves. Yeah, well, basically, like I said, they act as co-owners. At first, we were trying to be very meticulous about what we think they should do. But the thing is, if you act like a co-owner and think like a co-owner, then it should come naturally. Yeah, we wanted everyone, in, even this applied to Mikaela and Aina. We all had to clean up after ourselves more consciously. But we didn't want the burden like we didn't want to put so much burden on them na sila lahat gagawa like all the laundry or like cleaning up all the dishes so our rules now is after you eat you wash your own dishes like don't leave it hanging around there for Sinacel and Mang to wash because they have other things that they need to like focus on okay so yeah those are those are some of the rules now I have a question for you even though you've known my brothers for a long time we've been together for 10 years Mang, Sel and Roland you've also known for an extremely long mm-hmm. time but living with all of them and living with three extra men, which has never happened in your life. No, it's never happened. How does it feel and was it awkward? Or what are the awkward moments? I think like the first the like the first thing that made me feel awkward was like when you're in a house full of men, you, like I felt like I had to wear a bra <laughs> constantly. <laughs> <laughs> because I would get conscious. That uh, makes sense. About my boobelia. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been very conscious about things like that because I don't want my, you know, I wear loose t-shirts all the time. I don't want them like falling down like when I'm going to pick up something and someone sees something they don't want to see. So I mean, like those are things that I'm a bit conscious of, but butina lang, I've adjusted to like other things. This is the first time I'm hearing that, so I, I want to hear more. This is, what else? I really thought about this fofo and I really saved it for the podcast. <laughs> um, so that was one, but it doesn't really bother me as much anymore. The second one would be, I've never lived with so many strong personalities. Each and every one of them have big personalities. Mikael, well, he's a big personality already. I've been with him for nine years. So I didn't know how I was going to be able to handle three more very extreme personalities because they all have very strong personalities. So how has it been so far? It's been very intense. Like sometimes I'm just... Give an example. It's intense in a way that sometimes I don't understand where you guys are coming from but I have to like sit down and really think about it that's why I talk to you sometimes about ah bakit ganun sila mag-isip or bakit ganito yung ginawa nila okay so let me give them an example so when we meet which happens maybe weekly several times in a month we talk about opinions what each other are feeling and there are times when all our opinions are contradicting and I guess there are times when we all want to win the conversation. We want to say, no, my opinion is more correct. Can you not see that? Because you're also like that, Fofo. Yeah, I ha- there, there's a certain characteristic to that. And I would come in and say, no, this is my opinion. Listen to me. And then it would happen three more times Yeah, because I have three other brothers here. So I think that's very shocking it's to It's very Megan. overwhelming sometimes. Definitely, definitely. But it's nice for Megan to see that because eventually when it gets to her... I think she is able to reel us in because the way she attacks a conversation and an issue and the way she delivers her opinion is just very different and softer. It's great living with family. Like, that's one thing that I love. I lived with Victor and Lauren for a while and that was good. 
we had our ups and downs, but I think it drew us closer together. But of course, with the good, there are always struggles that you need to go through for it to actually become better, diba? So there have been struggles for us already, even though we've only lived with each other for three months. And I think one of them was we had to tell everyone to not talk about work at home because the tensions rise. Yeah, so um, the thing is, Nikki owns the company that Mauro is the general manager of, but Nikki is no longer active. And the, the way they communicate with each other when it comes to work is not ideal. So they have to learn to communicate better. However, maybe the condo or maybe the home is not the place for them to do that. Yeah. And that's something we realized. So that was one struggle that we went through. That was one struggle. Um, Another struggle was that most of them were used to individual styles of living. Yes. So it just wouldn't consciously or normally or instinctively it wouldn't instinctively come to them to do things for others. So we would have to remind them, hey, if you're the last person to go to bed, then maybe you could clean up a little bit by the table yeah. or wash a bit of the dishes if there are. Mm-hmm. Or when you th- when you take out some food or use a particular part of the house, you need to remember that after, someone else might use it. So yes. you, need, you need to clean up after Being yourself. Being more mindful about the people around so, you. I think that was one struggle and we're, we're improving. It, there's no expectation for people to become instantly better. Yeah, and besides, we're going to be together for the duration of the lockdown. So it's a daily improvement that we're going to yeah, be having. It's a daily struggle to improve. Yeah, daily struggle to improve. But there have been good things happening around the condo. One good thing that really sticks with me is that Sandro loves cooking and that he always wants to improve his cooking and share that with the family. So he has been cooking for the whole family since he got here. At first, he was like, hey, every Sunday I'll try cooking. I'll go to the grocery and start cooking. He just looks at YouTube videos and tries to copy it. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, he made possibly the best chicken katsudon I've ever had. Oh, yeah. The best pork katsudon was in Zuicho in Tokyo. <laughs> but the best chicken katsudon is actually from Sandro. Like to the point that I would text some of my friends, hey, dude, my brother's chicken katsudon is absolutely Bomb. amazing. Bomb.com. And uh, another, um, another benefit that we've had since living together is actually, I'm surprised we haven't talked about her, Soba. Yes. You know, because Nikki is actually afraid of dogs. Afraid siya, diba? Super afraid. Yeah, he would he... not even pet a dog. He says he hates how dogs feel. He hates how animals feel. That is until Soba came into our lives. Yeah. And I told him that once Soba comes into our lives, everybody has to take care of him. And the very, very her. first time... Her. I'm sorry, Soba. <laughs> and the very first time Soba came into the condo, the first thing I did, hey, Nick, sit down. I got Soba put Soba on top of Nikki and he was like, ooh. But now he calls Soba and then he pets her and then plays with her and then holds her until she falls asleep. And it's a miracle. Believe me, like he would never ever do that. Not if, not even if his life depended on it. So at the same time with Mauro and Sandro, everybody just, everybody has become smitten and fallen in love with yeah. Soba. And I think she's really brought everyone together in a different way. Mm-hmm. I, I think so. It's just yeah. so different the way a Even family vibe. comes together for a dog. Yeah, or for a pet in general. For a pet that you care about. Yeah. Salem. Wala. Masungit talaga Wala si Salem. Kay Salem. Masungit siya. Wala May siyang moods. contributions family. May moods talaga siya. 
But yeah, that's basically what has been happening. A general idea, I guess, of what's been happening around the house for the past couple of months. It's been fun. I've been having a really good time. And during our last meeting, Mikael asked all of us what we thought about this new living situation. And I said, you know, I've never lived with so many men. (laughs) I've never lived with so many big and interesting personalities. But I love it because I'm learning so much from them. And I don't think I would have another opportunity to get to know your brothers, my family, my, my newfound family, even more if this didn't happen, because it's really bringing us closer. That is so true. I mean, there's only so many chances you get in life to live with certain groups of people. And now, while I'm, we're the only ones married, along with my sister Bea, mm-hmm. it's cool and that you Kiara. get, yeah, oh, in Kara, it's cool that you get the experiences. That's right. This is probably the only time that we will be able to experience this. Yeah, because hey. once they start, you know, getting married and off to their own lives, siempre iba na, like they're gonna be focusing on yeah, their family. Definitely. So I'm, I'm happy. I'm very happy. Genuinely, so excited that this is happening in our lives right now because. Even though we have this circumstance, now we're on lockdown, I'm happy that we're in this together. And there you go. That is basically the situation of Megan living with four men at the moment. But now we would like to move on to the news and how that's been affecting us. Uh, As you know, it is lockdown day six at the moment. Mm -hmm. There are so many personalities in this house. So the way everyone deals with this lockdown has been different. different. So what have you observed so far? And how are you feeling? Um, Honestly. Honestly. Before she says anything, I think she's having the most fun. Go on. Okay, I'm going to tell you two sides. Okay, one, I'm, I'm having fun because I know that I can just play my games whenever I want, work at whatever time that I want. But on the other hand, I'm I got very anxious. I cried to Mikael the other the other night. Are you crying again? Why? Because just thinking about it makes me so nervous. Okay, think about your video games again. Okay, anyways, I was crying to Mikael because I got so anxious. And aside from that, syempre, iniisip ko rin yung ibang tao, yung pinagdadaanan nila. Okay, so yes, um... Bonizia has two sides to this. There was one moment where she was extremely anxious because she kept reading the news. And the thing is, with Bones, when she looks at news, especially on Facebook, she she likes reading the negative ones. That's just what she's drawn to. She likes reading dramatic, sad, sappy, negative news on Facebook. She's just drawn to it. I don't know why. I always tell her to stop. Even sad dog videos. Even sad dog videos. She likes watching those things. It's just her thing. So inevitably, that will get to you if you read enough of it. So I had to tell her, hey, stop it. Okay? Because your situation is not as bad as others. So maybe you can think about that and think about how you can help the other people in your lives. And on the other hand, she's also having the most fun. Dude, if she is awake for 16 hours, Bones is playing games for 14 hours. I promise. 14 hours? Yes. Yes. 13 hours if I'm being nice. Grabe siya maglaro. She's playing. She's about to play Animal Crossing. She's playing TFT on her PC. And then she'll play TFT on mobile. She'll play Ragnarok at the same time that she's playing TFT. And then she'll watch her videos. And then she'll read her sad news. And then she'll read everything else that she sees. It's okay. just, she is, 
she has a lot of things to do at the moment. Yes, but also at the same time, like earlier, that's why I was spacing out because I was feeling bad already for playing so many games. So I want to make the most out of me playing games. And that's why I've been thinking about raising money through my stream to give to the frontliners. So I'm trying to figure out a right process for it. Yeah, so I think at this point, we'd like to share some of our thoughts. And one thing that Megan and I were talking about was that we have our own place. Mm. But that doesn't necessarily mean that everybody else in the Philippines has the same situation as us. Yeah. And the reality is that some uh, most of the Filipinos have a uh, more difficult time dealing with this lockdown and with the crisis that we have at the yeah. moment. And it sucks because we want to be able to help. We have resources to help. Sometimes it's just so difficult looking for avenues to do it because at the same time, we're also still restricted. We can't really go out. Yeah. So that's been, that has definitely been a challenge. Yeah, we want to be able to help in a way now. We're still following the rules. but we We're wanna, still being responsible. We're still being responsible in our duty of not going around. What we're thinking of, how can we do all this? How can we help out other people by doing it from home? and doing our duty as a citizen. So, yunga, we're just trying to figure out different avenues, making sure that it's done in the right process, in the right way, and we're doing it through the right channels. I think that's the most important thing. Uh, yeah, the, I agree. And, you know, there's one other thing that I'd like to share. I just It just came to mind now. It's also so hard to move, meaning it's so hard to do anything in the lockdown, especially when you start thinking and reflecting about it. Mm -hmm. Because everything has a good side and a bad side. And what I mean by that is, what if I try to be productive and I, like, I work on a vlog? Okay, on the good side, hey, I'm being productive. But on the bad side, I'm like, hey, you can do something else with your time rather than a vlog. Who does the vlog really help? Or let's say you're eating food and you have dinner and you find it good. And you're like, okay, it's cool that I have food. But on the other side, you're like, you could give this to someone else in need who's yeah. out there. So it's so hard because there are always these different perspectives that are good and bad to think about what you're doing. And I think that's a struggle that a lot of people are dealing with Yeah, in all different levels, uh, in all different classes. And uh, that's just the strain that this whole situation is putting on everybody. I don't think anybody is exempt from that. Mm -mm. It's just something I wanted to share because I'm sure other people are thinking about that or are feeling that maybe they're just not voicing it out. Yeah. But I think that everybody in this house, in this condo, has felt that in certain times. Yeah. It's not something you think about 24-7, but definitely when you're more reflective, it's a struggle that comes to mind. Aside from our thoughts and lockdown, I think people here are reacting very differently to it. Um, some are feeling cabin fever. They feel the need to go out. Yeah. We're just lucky that we have a balcony out here. Where we can get fresh help. air. So, sorry, we're just like But these are, shared, these are shared problems. I'm sure we're not the only ones feeling mm -hmm. this. Uh, some of them feel like they want to run around a bit more, exercise. Yeah in the outdoors, which is a completely different feeling. Others might feel the need to socialize beyond texting or messaging digitally. So, so many feelings. What else have you noticed? Oh, one thing that I've also noticed is that there are a lot of chain messages going around on messaging apps, 
apps like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, even like infographics. One thing that I can really tell people is make sure you know that legit yung source nyo bago nyo share because that's one of the scariest things that could happen is you share misinformation, especially if you're sharing yung mga char- fundraisers fundraising, make sure na legit yung account na isha-share nyo. Baka mamaya scammer yung ma-share nyo ng number. Kanina, um, I saw on Twitter that Main Mendoza is raising money for people that have day-to-day jobs. Okay. And somebody was like, I support Main and this is the Gcash number. And it wasn't the Gcash number that she put out on her website. Oh, wow. And she called him out. She was like, do not believe this person. This is a fraud. This is the only number that I have for the fundraising and this is the only place you should send it to. So please be very, very careful about where you send donations. Make sure na legit and you check your sources. But here's the thing. It's so difficult. How do you how do you weed out the noise? And that's the problem with this. With all the chain messages and all these uh, different channels which you can supposedly help, it's so difficult to vet if it's legitimate or not. Mm-hmm. And even with the chain messages, in I have... Just like everyone else, you have different Viber groups for your different work groups, for your maybe your basketball groups, mm-hmm. your cousins, your family, your various friends from different uh, from different schools, different batches. So you're getting chain messages in all these groups, and you can't even tell if these are rumors, if these are verified, if they're legitimate, and it really is a headache for me at least. And it causes a lot of stress to people. It's creating a lot of stress, anxiety, and unnecessary anxiety. Exactly. I think it's a challenge for the government, for those who are in position to really disseminate legitimate information. I think that as a group, as a society, the social media age is very new. Mm-hmm. But we need to figure out a way to disseminate information properly and to most people. Because I think there are, p- there are places. Obviously, there are places. Um, there's a DOH uh, Telegram. There's a DOH Viber, Viber group. But when you look at it, there are like, what, 90,000 people in it. Yeah. And, and like how many people are there in the Philippines? 100 million. So it's obvious that there is much improvement to be had. But for me, if I'm gonna, I'm an optimist. So let's just work on it. Day by day, instead of thinking about the negative things that are happening at the moment, let's try to put that behind us and just focus, okay, how do we improve tomorrow? How do we improve today? See what we can do to help. If you're stuck at home and you don't know how you can contribute, let's say you're saving your money and you don't have money to donate to other people, one thing that you could contribute is sharing the right information, sharing legit sources is a very very big step already in helping out the community because it spreads out the right information to people and on that note on that note um megan and i are actually helping a hospital in subic is this right yesterday on facebook i saw some friends post about um two hospitals in need from my hometown and those are the hospitals that we want to help out for the fundraising that we will be doing and even money from our own pockets. So we decided to do that because I do know people that work at these hospitals. Like these are people that I grew up with, people I went to school with. So I want to help them out first with this. 
Yes, and the person giving food packs to these hospitals is actually uh, a kabarkada of Megan. Mm-mm. And for me, that's really important because we know that all the money that we're giving and all the resources that we're giving to her mm-hmm. will actually turn into actual help yes. for those in need, for the frontliners. And that's the most important thing because it would be such a waste to give your money and it doesn't translate into actual help for those who really need it. I just want, I really want to give a shout out to Diana because... Yeah, die free us. Diana, she's been doing such great work. She made food for the nurses who are in the dialysis area where her mom gets dialysis. So hats off to you, Diana, for doing that. So there, um, this is Lockdown Day 6. I hope to a certain extent you enjoyed the podcast. You at least shared in our experiences and our feelings and our opinions. And we promise we will be back soon. We're going to try to create more podcasts Mm -mm. throughout this lockdown period. I hope you guys enjoyed. Yes, everyone stay safe, stay healthy, and we're in this together, guys. Bye. See ya.